Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. This is Nate. We are here with Jimbo, and we are ready to talk some baseball. Jimbo, what's up? What's up, Mr. West Coast? Now we got a little West Coast represent representation over here. Yeah, we're going to have some East Coast, West Coast bias in this podcast. I, of course, just moved in the week between when you heard podcasts. I have moved from Wisconsin to Washington, and uh, Jimbo's still out on the East Coast, so we are we are as far away from each other as poss- we can possibly get, unless I lived in, like, Hawaii. Sure. Um, or what? Alaska. Or Alaska. Or Alaska. kind of forget Alaska exists sometimes. Yeah. But... With that being said, we have MLB Top 100 just did their mid-season, MLB Pipeline just did their mid-season update. Some big news there, some big names moving. Obviously, names have graduated, so there is going to be quite a few names that you're like, never heard of that guy in my life. And I do I do want to talk about theories on the back half of that of that list because I have some thoughts. But before we get into that, Jimbo, I got two guys I want to talk about yeah. um, for, for two different yeah. reasons, both performing well, but for two very different reasons. Uh, would you like to start with the pitcher or the hitter? Uh, go with the pitcher. All right. So Sandy Alcantara. Oh, yeah. yeah. Came over. Sandy came over to the Marlins from the Cardinals years, years, and years ago. Uh, we're talking 2017. Daniel Castano, Zach Gallen, and Magnerius Sierra, along with Sandy Alcantara, for Marcelo Zuna. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Gallen and Sandy Alcantara are two of the better young pitchers in... I mean, okay, Sandy Alcantara is not that young. Uh, but two of the better, like... Up-and-comers. Um, pitchers in the MLB. Because Sandy, Sandy is 26, right? Which is still young. But it's not, it's not, we're not talking about a 23 year old. Yeah. But he's been um, in the league exactly. for what, two or three years. What? He's been in the league for two or three years, right? Yeah. I've been around since 2019. I mean, he's still a young, young, uh, 2017 young for being in the league that long. Yeah. But been around since 2017 as a 21 year old. He's a 26 year old now. And, uh, this dude, has 123 innings pitched, 123 and a third innings pitched on the year. The next closest is a Aaron Nola. How many innings does, has he pitched? Take a guess. 96. Okay, so better than that, 111. Right. He has 12 more innings pitched through 17 games than the next closest guy. Like, how insane is that? The next closest. There's only... One and then the Max Fried at 107, Corbin Burns at 106, Miles Mikolos at 106. Like it's it's insane. There's only 11 guys with 100 innings or more. Two of which, Martin Perez and Logan Gilbert, are exactly at 100. And then here's Sandy Alcantara at 123. Like there's guys on this list. Merrill Kelly, 17 starts, 97 innings. Sandy Alcantara, 17 starts, 123 innings. 26 more innings in his 17 starts than another starting pitcher. It's insane. And not only is he just pitching a ton of innings, like old school pitching a ton of innings, but the results are also incredible. He leads the league with a 1.82 ERA. He leads the league in complete games with two. He leads the league in innings pitch. He leads the leagues, not shockingly, in batters faced. He leads the league in ERA+. plus. Now, he's not a huge strikeout guy, uh, only 7.8 strikeouts per nine innings, but he has under a one walks hits per inning pitched. His ERA is really good. He's throwing a ton of innings, and if he keeps this up, we might be looking at Cy Young Alcantara. Yeah, honestly, I love that, the efficiency. I don't, you know, strikeouts are nice, and that's, you know, that's what moves the card market for pitchers. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you're looking at like as a fan and just pitching overall, like the efficiency in it, it'll get you those uh, those extra innings, eat those extra innings. And I would love to see what 
like how many pitches he actually threw compared to other people, you know, like per inning. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, maybe, maybe that's on fan graphs. Give me one second here. I want to figure out he's done 123 innings divided by 17. He's averaging seven and a third innings per start. You know how huge that is for a team too to do that. And then, you know, basically you're giving your bullpen a rest like that. I can't explain how, how, valuable that is for a team, it, especially a it's, team it's massive you you can go into a sandy alcantara start at, with a 1.82 era you're expecting him to give up no runs essentially maybe two runs over the course of nine innings right uh or less really um if he's averaging seven and a third you're expecting him to give up like a run in seven and a third innings and if you have him giving up a run in seven and a third innings and then you just have to have one dude pitch the last two batters and then your closer, that's like an almost an automatic win. Is if you had like a Josh Hader, that'd be like an automatic win. You know, know. It's, it's insane. He's thrown a thousand seven hundred forty six pitches. What that? Uh, that's that's basically. Oh, he's thrown seventeen starts, so it's a hundred. It's a hundred and four pitches a start, or point whatever. My math is, I'm not even going to 102, 102, uh, round up to 103 pitches a start. That's really good. Like, it's not like they're throwing him out there for 120 pitches every single start wearing his arm off. He's barely throwing above what other guys do. He's just way more efficient. Killing it. I bet if you look at his, let's see here. Um, let me go find his ground ball percentage and fly ball percentages. Ground ball percentage, not shocking, 56.5% career high. Fly ball percentage, 29.6%, um, which is a little bit lower than his career average. So he's doing well both those spots. And then infield fly balls, he has a career high of 16.7%. So he's getting ground outs. He's getting easy pop outs and he's limiting home runs. Keys to success right there. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. You know, it would be interesting. And this is stuff that I love playing. It's because it's more of like the, the flip world. Like if you took the hole that the, the Marlins had that got for Azuna, mm-hmm. even just Andy and Zach Gallon, who they, they traded, a package to, or no, I think they did straight up gallon for, for jazz Chisholm. You like jazz. And, oh yeah. That, that was what it was. That was what it was. But it would which, be fun. To, yeah. Which, which is an interesting trade, but it would be fun to take that same package that they got from the Cardinals and, and be like, okay, in today's world, what could you get for that? Because Zach gallon and a Sandy Alcantara on controllable contracts, young arms would bring in a massive haul. Just those two. Correct. Uh, and uh, he has Alcantara has a contract. He's making three million, three point eight million this year, six million next year, nine million the year after that, and then seventeen, seventeen, and then twenty one. Those numbers, seventeen, seventeen, twenty one, is a twenty nine, thirty, and thirty one year old the Marlins got. If he's pitching like this, is like the biggest steal in the entire world. So and and as for Zach Allen, he currently has a three four ERA in eighty two innings, fifteen starts. Uh, just another solid, not nothing to write home about, nothing spectacular per se, but a super solid middle of rotation starting pitcher um, that is valuable in today's market. And you trade, you have both those guys, you could get, uh, you could get so much. Yeah, I so. agree. Shout out to the Marlins. Now, let's move on real quick before we cover the top 100. This won't be long. Um, It just cracks me up. And it's your guy, Miguel Cabrera. Let's go. I don't know know at what point he decided to do this, but Miguel Cabrera at 39 years old has turned into Ichiro. Well, I'm not so – I watch every Tigers game. I am not surprised with the stats. He has not had – he hasn't had his lower half since probably like 2005, 2006. If you really like, if you watch day in and day out, 
And even when he was healthy, you know, his triple crown year, just, you know, absolutely dominating, he still had the same approach as what he has today, as in literally taking whatever the pitcher gives him. That's why he's, mm-hmm. he's been so consistent where it, he doesn't need to pull the ball. He'll flip the ball. He'll, uh, you know, he's so good at just like in the, like just a pure hitter. So I watch, and my wife watches the Tigers with me every, uh, watches with, with me as well. And I'm just like, it is art when he goes up to the plate. So I am not even shocked uh, what his stats are because he's healthy right now. And if he, if he was healthy the last four years, he would have done the same production. He just has been hurt because he's been trying to play first. And now he's just a full-time DH and he's just chilling. Well, it just it, it cracks me up. And the reason I compare him to Ichiro, uh, especially late career Ichiro, is because the last home run Miguel Cabrera had was May 15th. The last, the last double Miguel Cabrera had was June 18th. He has 78 hits on the year, 10 extra base hits. This is a dude who is going up there at like 270 pounds. And just slapping singles around, it cracks me up. Like, like I get it. He's got, he's got the. I mean, he's hitting three hundred eight, which is really impressive. Three forty seven on base percentage, which is fine. Three seventy two slugging, which is eh. But because of how the, uh, because of how the MLB is going this year, he's got a positive OPS plus on one hundred eight. He's eight percent better than league average hitter. Um, as a thirty nine year old, very impressive. It's just really funny that he's just like. Yeah, I'm just going to keep getting hits, slapping hits around and um not going for any power at all. Just just hitting singles. I mean, 68 singles out of 78 hits is very funny to me, especially for a guy his size. Like if this was a 39-year-old who was Ichiro's size, I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. A 39-year-old of Miguel Cabrera's size um just turning into Ichiro is is funny to me, but also I admire him for it. Because he clearly is like, look, I don't have the, I don't have the legs, I don't have the core, whatever, to be hitting home runs all the time anymore. But I can still make contact with the best of them, and I can still be valuable. And like, if you are, I love walks. You know, I love guys that take walks. I think it provides a ton of value. But if you said to me, I'll give you a guy that gets on, that has a uh, 108 OPS plus that involves a ton of walks or a guy that has a 108 OPS plus that involves just slapping singles around singles around. I'll take the singles because you're not going to drive a run in with a walk. You can drive a run in with a single. Dude, he's so much fun to watch. And that's one thing. He is the most adaptable player I have ever seen. Like he's just one of those, like even, even pitch by pitch, you can see it like in his head, like when he's up there and you can see what he's thinking. And you can't, you cannot make a mistake twice with him. That's the thing that's so much fun to watch him. And I've been so blessed to be able to watch him for as long as over 10 years now, way over 10 years. Yeah. 2008 to 2022. Yeah. And somehow the Marlins traded him away. Dummies. Imagine, imagine having a dude. That throws up as a 20 year old, one year old, an 879 OPS, then 22, 947, 23, 998, 24, 965, and then saying, Ah, we're going to trade him. Bonkers. It's basically like the the modern day Juan Soto because they couldn't pay him. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. And the Nationals might trade him away. But if I'm the Nationals, I'm doing everything I possibly can to uh, sign him, even though, like, for the Nationals, not many of their draft picks have panned out. And if that's not going to happen, having just one Juan Soto is not really going to help. Yeah. They, uh, they're uh, international sign. They've been signing some, some fun uh, international guys that I think that will pan out. But, you know, I, I completely agree with, with what your logic is with it. I would keep Juan Soto at all costs, even just to have something to build around or have something yeah. for people to come to the, to the ballpark. Look, you're you're never going to get another guy like Juan Soto on your team. Of course, I never thought they'd get like another Bryce Harper. So, and then they had Juan yeah, Soto in the system. So, I guess it could happen. But for the most part, Juan Soto on a team like the Nationals is, or 
you know, any sport, Justin Herbert on the Chargers or Giannis on the box, it's it's once in a lifetime type talent. You have to wait another 30 years to get around. True. And True. giving that up, rarely worth it. I agree. So, well, well with that, should we move on to the um, bulk of the podcast here? Yeah, we're 15 minutes in and I'm like, dude, I'm ready for some top 100. I love that you brought Miggy in. Uh, but I am very eager for some top 100 because the updated list, and this is my favorite updated list of the year. Let's do it. So the top 100 list, obviously, it just got refurbished. It got redone. And guys got relisted. Um, so there's a brand new top 100. The names you used to see, the Spencer Torkelsons, the Adley Rushmans, all those guys, gone. And in their place, Guys that have moved up like crazy. Um, in in some guys' case, shout out Corbin Carroll. Really big jumps. But before we get into into going like just down the list, there is one thing I want to talk about, and it's the back half of the list. If you go to like, I don't know, number. If you go like seventy five down, okay, um, you're gonna notice some names in here. Ken Waldachuk. I've heard of Ken Waldachuk. I didn't expect him to become a top 100 prospect, right? Um, Brandon Williamson, Gavin Williams, Gabriel Arias, even though I think he was a top 100 prospect before, but still, Zach Geloff, oh, double yes. A, third baseman for the A's, Ivan Herrera, uh, Hunter Brown, um, you know, Dude, guys like that. Matt Brash, who's already up in the majors. Jordan Westberg. Like, there's a number of guys in here that you maybe have never heard of before. And I want to bring it up because just because you're a top 100 prospect doesn't mean you're investable. And the reason I say that is because those were guys, the guys I brought up were 22 and above double a and triple a if you're buying them now you're probably already missing out does that make sense we have different theories on you well well i guess it depends on when you're selling but you did you did you did tell me the other day that you were kind of shifting your gears i'm just saying like there's guys on the bottom half of the list james wood 19 a ball edwin arroyo 18 shortstop a ball Kevin Alcantara, 19 A-ball. Adele Amador, 19 A-ball. Carson Williams, 19 A-ball. Like, those are the guys, if I'm buying a top 100 prospect list, that I'd be buying. Um, Jordan Westberg, as good as he's done this year, I'm not buying a 23-year-old shortstop that's already in AAA because there's just not that much room for my money to grow, I think, compared to buying a Carson Williams that's three spots lower or four spots lower that's 19 in A-ball. He can do well because Westberg has to then at this point, if you buy him, he has to perform well in the majors for you to make money. If I buy Carson Williams, he does not have to perform well in the majors for me to make money. He just has to perform well in double A or high A. So I just, I'm just pointing that out before we get into it to just point out that not all top hundred prospects are built the same when it comes to investments. When it comes to production on the field, sure. You know, I'd love to have Jordan Westberg on my team. Um, I'm sure Orioles fans are excited to watch him get some shine in the majors at some point. But when it comes to investing, if I haven't already had Westberg cards, I'm definitely not buying them now because I'm not willing to risk him playing well in the majors to make money. Because it's such a huge jump. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's just, I, I don't know. I've been, this year has been interesting because I've been diving deeper than I ever have with, uh, with cards because it was weird with the COVID year. And this is like the first year I feel like is that's bringing like more, uh, like, I don't know. It's the most normal year we've had in a while for cards, for baseball cards, mm -hmm. even like a Westbury. I was actually looking into him. I was actually, I, I was looking into him before he made it on this list because of how well he was doing. 
but I think it too, it's, you know, he's not one that, that I would hold, you know, let's say I bought, I wouldn't hold long-term, but I think guys like that are interesting now because if you look at a guy like that and you, it's all compared in relative terms of what their costs are for their cards. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like if, let's say, uh, and I, w- I wish I had this pulled up, but like his, his, whatever his autographed, you know, Bowman first is, it's, let's say it's $10 or whatever it is. Do you think that could get to 15 to 20 by just him, you know, being in, getting called up and playing, you know, with Adley Rushman in that exciting young Orioles team? I don't know. Is that something that I would rather take that $10 and put somewhere else? Probably. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's interesting because right now the the prices of the top guys are so high. And there's like I feel like the middle ground is getting farther apart. Or the middle ground's getting bigger because the ceiling's getting so high on some of these guys and some of these guys that I think their value plays. Um, um it- a refractor PSA nine just sold Independence Day for one hundred and thirty nine dollars on auction. So that I'm just saying they're pretty they're pretty expensive. Like that's okay. that's the point I'm trying to get to is like people are spending large amounts of money. Like a refractor PSA nine for one hundred forty dollars. I'd rather significantly rather buy a Carson Williams Bowman Chrome Auto. Um, let me get the price. It used to be $50, a base auto, uh, $46, July 6th. Like I'd rather have two and a half base autos or a refractor. You can get a refractor PSA nine, July 4th for 82. And then also July 6th, um, a base auto. You could buy both those cards for the price of one refractor PSA nine of Westberg. I'd much rather do that and take the gamble that he's going to perform well in high A or double A and sell for more than take the chance that Westberg, who I don't think because of how low he is on the prospect list at 96 or whatever he's sitting at. um, I can get you the actual number here real quick. 95 because of how low he's sitting at the, on the list, you know, I just don't think there's going to be, if he gets called up, I don't know if there's going to be that much hoopla around him getting called up where it's like, Oh, sell on call up instantaneously because he's 95th. Whereas you, if I can buy a refractor PSA nine and a base instead of a refractor PSA nine of a guy, a couple spots higher and have more wiggle room for error. I'm doing that all day long. Touche a thousand percent. I didn't realize that he was selling for that high. So I just pulled it up myself. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I would rather take that, that money and put it in. I'd rather have the Carson Williams than the PSA nine. But here's another thing too, is like some of these guys, and I know we talked about this, like where a lot of the times, a lot of these guys don't have anything graded. Like a Westbury, I'm sure his group, like his pop reports on everything are probably super low because no one was grading him, especially when everything shut down, you know, in like the higher prices for PSA where I don't know, it's hard for me to even justify buying anything graded these days. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to young prospects like that, I'd rather take the raw and just flip the raw or look over it and see if I can grade it myself. But no, I, yeah. I agree. I agree with, uh, here's, with- here's an interesting one. Brian Rocchio, 87, you know, it's hard to find guys that are that cheap of autos, but Brian Rocchio, number 87, 21 year old shortstop in, um, or 21 year old infielder anyways. In double A, his last Bowman base auto sold for 18. Like, yeah, I'd buy that. I'd buy that yeah. and see what happens. Like, that's a price where double A, triple A, it doesn't matter to me. It's cheap enough. But for right. some of these guys, like Westberg, or um, I imagine, uh, I don't know. So a lot of the guys I mentioned were pitchers, so I don't expect them to have high prices anyways. But if you get specifically a Westberg-type guy, shortstop, triple A, like I, I wouldn't, I would never pay that price. I'd find something else. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But there's, uh, there's so much good, good stuff going on this list. I, I feel like, uh, uh, I don't want to talk. We should, we should jump off Jordan Westberg. Yes, we should. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move back to the top. I wanted to cover that first. 
just because I thought it was important. Let's move back to the top and uh, go down from there. And there's not, I mean, there's not much to say about Riley Green. He's in the majors. He's doing really well. Not much to say. He's he's going to be off this list pretty soon. Like we've not talked about Riley. about Riley Green. We, oh, no, that hurts. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. Here, here, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. We won't I'm, talk about Jackson Churio either. We won't well, be long winded on Jackson Churio either. Man, I would love to talk about him though. But no, okay, no, I'm just messing. It's just cool. To, I will say one thing. It is cool to 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 find to find a to find a play. Then you've seen him throughout the years, and then even though he's only going to be number one for you know very little time, I don't know. Like it hit when I saw that. I was like, wow, this is really cool. So I took a screenshot. I'm like. It's we cool. have the number one prospect yeah. in baseball, and he's playing like the number one prospect in baseball. Dude, oh, I love Defense Mike. amazing. Walk off home run the other day. Multiple doubles like the game after that. Um, mm-hmm. I want. I do. Yeah. I do wonder if maybe that big park is really going to limit his home run potential. Um, but I mean, if he's hitting doubles, stealing yeah. bases, playing good defense, who cares? It's just unfortunate. Honestly, I'd rather him. It actually plays well to his strengths because he has power, but he's going to hit so many doubles and triples. It's going to be he's going to be like Nick Cassianos. Yep. But All right. Well, not to not to not to be disappointing to the Tigers fan and not talk about Riley Green, but I just think there's a lot more interesting names here. Um, right. Not Grayson Rodriguez at number four, but Francisco Alvarez at number two, Corbin Carroll at number three, and Gunnar Henderson at number five, rounding out the top five. Those are three interesting names. Um, you want to cover Francisco Alvarez a little bit because you just talked about him the other day on a on a on a post on Jim Bro Cards. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did. So Francisco Alvarez is is very interesting. He he, he can hit the ball like he's got some serious power, and he's a young kid, 20 years old. Just got called up to AAA, um, but this dude has major league power, and it's going to be interesting because the Mets stadium as well plays kind of like Comerica, you know, big big stadium. Uh, where I'm curious to see. I mean, he's still going to have he's going to hit well in the majors, but I think his catching, his defense, I'm not too sure on that, but I'm sure they're trying to let that develop a little bit. Um, before they get him called up, but I could easily see them get, getting him called up since they're they're contending and just even use him as a DH. Um, but yeah, not much to talk about him. I mean, I, th- I feel like he's been around for for a while now, and yep, he doesn't. He only has Bowman first autos out of that 2020 Bowman Chrome. He doesn't have Bowman Chrome first uh, oh. base like non autos. I did not know that. Yeah an interesting one so tough to tough to get his cards 18 home runs in 67 games at double a played two games in triple a so far so we'll be curious to see how he does there uh but it's definitely exciting and and i love when catchers when you have a catcher that can play defense which um francisco alvarez can stay behind the plate and so that's Mm -hmm. that's really nice i just think that's like Way more valuable. If you have a hitting catcher, it's way more valuable than almost any other position in baseball. I agree. I thousand percent agree. Um, so let's move on to Corbin Carroll because I love this one. Like when Corbin Carroll got drafted, a uh, he was center fielder, power potential, yada yada yada, whatever. And now you look forward and Double A this year, hitting 313, 430 on base, 643 slugging, 11 doubles, 8 triples, 16 home runs. I mean, the dude, and 20 stolen bases to boot. The dude has been unbelievable. The fact that the Dimebacks have Alec Thomas, and now they're going to have Corbin Carroll. Uh, Alec Thomas doing well in the majors. And you get to add Corbin Carroll to that, and Corbin Carroll probably a better player. Yeah, I agree. He is. Uh, Bonkers. Bonkers to me and exciting for the Diamondbacks, but, you know, also not shocked that he moved up to three. Yeah, he's absolutely dominating. 
The only thing that – so last year I was super stoked to have him play last year, beginning of the season because, you know, we didn't have 2020. So I was like, Corbin Carroll's been on my list for the longest time. Gets hurt within, you know, the seventh the first, game. In the yeah. Oh, and I was just like, dude, come on, because I was so excited to watch him and buy him and collect his stuff. Um, and I, honestly, this year I was like, let's see what happens. He has a super high ceiling, and he came in, and he's hitting well. The only thing that worries me, and this is just me being nitpicky, is um, the double-A park that he that he plays in definitely has – it's a hitter, hitter's ballpark. Um, but, I mean, if you're hitting the numbers he's hitting, it, it doesn't – you know. You're you're still hitting like you're dominating. So. Yeah, I mean, if if it's a hitter's ballpark, if it's a hitter's ballpark and he has a like a low 900 OPS, it's like okay, the dude has an over thousand OPS. It's exactly it's, yeah, yeah. Um, That's as just for even... sorry, what was that? Oh my bad. That was just me being nitpicky on it. If there was if there's one thing because there's nothing else to even highlight that red flag wise, honestly on, on him. He does it all. Still, he can steal bases. Doesn't strike out a ton. Can walk power center field, 21 years old. My goodness. Last PSA 10 base auto price, June 25th, $470. And this is of course was before he became the number three prospect in baseball. Just to put that in perspective, you could have bought, you could have bought, a PSA 10 base PSA 10 auto for $115. The first one sold May 29th, 2020. And I'm pretty sure we brought him up before the season started. I love Corbin Carroll. I've loved Corbin yeah. Carroll for a long time. So we probably, we probably did. You could have bought a blue wave back June 2nd, a year ago, June 2nd, 2021, 471. You could have bought a blue wave PSA 10 for the price. You can get a base now. Sounds about right. Prospecting, dude. It's it, if you do your homework, it's 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 a it's a well known site. Like it's an easy cycle. It's easy money. Yep. All right, and the last guy in the top five, uh, and I just put up a post on him last week on Dinging Corners Instagram. If you haven't followed Dinging Corners Instagram, please do. We try to get some uh, we try to get some thought provoking posts and stuff up there so that you can. You can uh, join in with other collectors and discuss things. And uh, we brought up Corbin Carroll. Or not Corbin Carroll, sorry. Gunnar Henderson uh, mm-hmm. on there. And uh, since that point, what has he done? He's become the fifth overall prospect in baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. And not much to say about Gunnar Henderson, outside of the fact that he is a dominant shortstop who will stick at shortstop, who's got a great bat. And uh, it will be really, really exciting. I heard last year this dude asked me on Instagram, and I should I can pull up the uh, I can pull up the DM for you because this was this was a little bit ago. Um, Tyler Freeman collector on Instagram. I don't know if he listens to this or if I should have said that on here, but I am. Tyler Freeman collector said, um. Let's see here. May 10th, 2021. What are your thoughts on Gunnar Henderson? I've noticed his Bowman Chrome, his Bowman first autos have almost quadrupled in value since the offseason. And I said, I've seen some tweets that there are scouts that think he, not Rushman, is the best bet in the Orioles system. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I read an article about him potentially breaking into the top 100 this year, but wasn't sure if it was just hype. And I said, it's definitely not just hype. And so he bought in. And then he texted me May 22nd. Prices have already raised. They are around $100 now. So I had that entire conversation and then proceeded to not buy anything. Um, but he did. He did buy. And now he is uh, being rewarded for buying in on Gunnar Henderson a year and a couple months ago. And ever since, you know, since that point, it's just been from not top 100 prospect in May of last year, because he said breaking into the top 100. From not top hundred to number five in the span of a year and two months. I know for a fact. I, I think we talked about him. I remember bringing him up the one of our first episodes, and dude, his ceiling has been so high from this. Like even from when he was drafted, super athletic kid. 
had didn't play a ton of baseball and i was just like dude taking a shot on this kid it's like let's do it and it's cool to see it and this is why i absolutely love baseball prospecting because you see like you you you're you follow these players so in depthly in depth for so many years and it's so much fun to see their progression and he still is he's not even in the majors yet and, and I've already been following him since 2019. Like that's why baseball prospecting is like no other sport. Yep. It's, 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 it's crazy how long it takes and it's crazy how quick guys stars can rise. Salute. All right. Um, so now that we are, I mean, we're 35 minutes in, we should probably cap this at an hour. So let's, uh, I want to kind of pick and choose from here. We talked about the top five. You know, there's other guys. Gabriel Moreno. Yeah, everyone knows about him. Anthony Volpe, Marco Luciano, Marcelo Meyer. Everyone knows about those guys. Jordan Walker at number seven is interesting to me. Uh, obviously, big 6'5", power bat, third base. Um, performing well, hitting 310 with a 401 on base and a 498 slugging He's on the year as a 21-year-old. 20-year-old in double-A. We'll take that. What's interesting here is that 66 games, only seven home runs, but 21 doubles. Do you have any uh, info on the Springfield Cardinals, like what that what that, uh, what that double-A system is like? Or is there like a reason he only he has so many doubles but barely any home runs? Um, it's okay. I, you... I, do, I do not. Okay, because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything off the top of my head about the Springfield Cardinals, but it's will, it's wild. He, he just turned twenty two in May at the end of May, or he just turned twenty. Also, at the end of May, yeah. Also, sorry. Yeah. How crazy is yeah. that? He's young. He's, in He's another one we definitely brought up one of the first episodes because I I have been stoked about that kid for a while. Jordan Walker. So, this is why the middle of the year updates because all these guys that you watch, like that you like during the offseason, preseason, or even you know all that, like you're like I, I believe in this kid, and then like it's like your report card almost. Yeah, it is. It's like, did you do well or not? Did your guy make it? I can't confirm. Owen White snuck in there at 96. So shout out me. Uh, <laughs> It's like getting a B on the group project or something, but I, I made it on there. Let's go. Um, get degrees. Yep. So uh, Jordan Walker, not much to say about him uh, besides huge power, not hitting for as many home runs as you'd like, but he is hitting for doubles. And I'm sure it has something to do with the park. I would almost bet anything on it that it has something to do with the park. But uh, there's a there's there's something interesting going on here. Him and Nolan Gorman in the same lineup could be super interesting going forward. Alec Burleson, uh, Yvonne Herrera, Mason Wynn, the Cardinals, and I know we you know we we're the same on this. You know I'm not pumped that they got a loaded system, but once again, yeah, system. Unfortunately. We uh. We hashtag do not like the Cardinals on this podcast. We do not. But the thing with Jordan Walker is the thing that I was following the most this year was, you know, I his hitting will always be there, but it's the strikeouts. His strikeouts were the only thing that worried me because he would strike out a ton. And it's looked like it's it's pretty controllable now than than what I, what it was prior of what I remember seeing. Yeah, so maybe that's so, why Jordan Walker's, I can confirm that, Jordan Walker's strikeout rate last year in high A, 27%. Jordan Walker's strikeout rate in double A this year, 21.9, We'll round up. So he's I'm got that going for him. One, one brief note, 385 BIP, obviously high, but he ran a 382 before last year in high A and a 419 in A ball. So like, Somehow it is right around his career averages, uh, but he's got a good eye at the plate. Eleven point six walk percent. He's cutting down on strikeouts. You just need to see some of those doubles turn into home runs, and all of a sudden he goes from 
super, super interesting to can't miss real quick. And obviously you'd say he already is can't miss because they already have him ranked number seven. Um, and I think that has to do with the dude 6'5", 220 pounds. You expect him to get into power. But they also expected uh, Jason Hayward to get to power because he's also 6'5", like 220 pounds, and that never really happened. So that's where we're at. A uh, couple other things. Marcel Meyer, Jordan Lawler, number 10 and number 13. Just put a post up on them on Dingy Corners. So if you get it, if you read this and get a chance to give some of your thoughts on either of those guys, please do go to Dingy Corners on Instagram. Give your thoughts there. So they're number 10 and number 13, which I find is interesting because I still think I prefer Jordan Lawler over Marcelo Meyer and uh, would much rather pay those prices than Marcelo Meyer prices. And Jordan Lawler, he'll be heading into uh, hitting hitter hitters ballparks too. Yeah, uh, for double A and triple A, which which we talked about a couple weeks ago. That's a super valuable play right there. Is hey, this dude's maybe not performing as well in high A, but all he has to do is get through it, and then he will start hitting in double A, and you can make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Um, Daniel Espino, Shane Baz, two powerful pitchers. Uh, 11 and 12, we talked about them before, so we'll keep moving. Diego Cartea, Tristan Casas, man, not interesting. Uh, 16 and 17 is interesting because Jack Leiter was obviously the number one pick in baseball last year, or number two pick in baseball last year. Shout out Henry Davis. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult him. Um, number two pick by the Rangers. He's number the 17th overall prospect. Yuri Perez is number 16. He's also a right-handed pitcher. He's younger. He's 19. He's in double A also. But Yuri Perez is 6'8. Oh, jeez. 6'8. He's thrown 56 innings in double A this year to a 3.21 ERA. 77 strikeouts in those 56 innings. Only 14 walks. <clears throat> he's holding opponents to an, a 1.9 or 0.196 average. He's got under a walk and hit per innings pitched. Um, the dude has been incredible this year. He was incredible last year. He's been incredible this year. And uh, Yuri Perez, Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, uh, you know, Zach Gallon, the list keeps going of really good Marlins pitchers. Yuri Perez next in line. And he's 6'8". Yeah. I mean, 77 strikeouts, 56 innings. 56 innings pitch and the walk rate solo. I love that. That kid's going to dude. the Marlins, man, they've been, I was thinking this last night. They're, uh, they're getting up. They're developing pitchers like the Brewers and the Indians. They're getting in that, they are. that category. They are. They, they have done a very good job in the last like five years of developing pitching. Um, they're one of those teams that it's starting to be like, you got to pay attention. You got to buy in. If they draft somebody, I mean, don't consider like Tyler Kolick to be part of this because that was just, that was 2013 Marlins doesn't count. Um, ever since like 2018, probably they've been incredible. And, uh, you know, Max Meyer is number 22. He's just another example. Obviously he was a top like three pick, but still another example of developing pitching. Cause I've seen Tyler Kolick, the example, uh, guys being t- picked top three and absolutely flaming out. So, which we actually on PWCC uh, our flip quest slap Sox flip quest we bought a Tyler Kolick red just because it was like twenty bucks red Bowman Chrome Auto and we we're like why not just to have classic yeah um, but yeah so Yuri Perez killing it six eight double A and then Jack Leiter who obviously much more of a prospect much more of like a um, name. One one spot lower than him, not killing it in double A. Five three six ERA, forty eight innings, sixty strikeouts in those forty eight innings, but uh, he's given up forty four hits and twenty eight walks in those forty eight innings. That will not get the job done. Um, so Jack Leiter not off to the strongest start in his career, but still, I don't really have any doubts about him because he's got he's got that major league bloodline right there. 
Um, and pl- stop me if uh, we're getting past, like if we're in the 20s and there's somebody you really want to talk about or ten- teens, please stop me and talk about them. Um, otherwise, I'll just keep going down the list and picking out interesting guys. Yeah, no, you're good. The thing with the top, the top of the list for me, like the top 50 is like a lot of these guys have been on here for a while. They just kind of move, like fluctuate. So, yeah. Yeah, you're good. You're good. And, yeah, and, and you're correct. And that's why I'm kind of picking and choosing spots. Um, like, you know, Henry Davis, O'Neill Cruz, Noel V. Marte, Brett Beatty, Max Meyer, Zach Bean, Robert Hassel, Jackson Job, who top three pick or top five pick. I can't remember now. Uh, those are guys that we don't really need to talk about. Kyle Harrison is interesting for the Giants, uh, moving all the way up to 26th from, I think, 60th or 68th or something like that at the beginning of the year. So that's a, like a really nice jump. There, the Giants are also sneakily becoming pretty good at helping pitchers out, developing pitchers. So shout out to the Giants. Um, but then you got like Bobby Miller, Nick Lodolo, Brennan Davis, like all these. And Brennan Davis has not had a good year. Um, he is currently hitting 195, 286, 299 with a 585 OPS in triple A. Uh only 22 games. He got injured, but still it just it has not been pretty. Um, but let's move on to more interesting names. 34, Taj Bradley, Rays, double A, 21 years old. Uh, he's been really good. A 165 ERA in 65 innings in double A with 76 strikeouts. So you had another Rays pitcher. It's gotten to the point where if you're wa- you watch Shane McClanahan pitch this year, and you could have bought his cards for like five dollars a Bowman Auto um back in the day, and we did buy a couple and we sold way too early. It's gotten to the point where if the dude has any talent at all and the Rays are drafting him, you might as well buy a couple cards and see what happens, especially pitchers out of Bowman draft. They don't sell very well. You can buy in and you can hope that the Rays or the Guardians or the Marlins or the Brewers work their magic and you can make money. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on. Real. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Were you going to say something what? or is that just reverb? Oh, might have just been reverted through the mic. Moving on real quick. I said we wouldn't talk about him, but I just want to bring up one point. We've talked about him enough, but Jackson Churio all the way to 38th, which he was 39th when I last looked at this. So somebody ahead of him must have graduated off the list. Um, But he has moved up to 38th now. That's incredible because if you remember, before the season started, he was not on any lists. Not many people knew about him, and he has gone from unranked to 38th in the span of three months. He's absolutely dominating, and he is a young 18-year-old. Like he he's is. 18 all season. All season. That's all season, and he'll be 18 almost into spring training next year. He's hitting. Yeah, there's nothing. Everything checks out, too. This kid's good. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a and top ten kid easily. The the worry was that he would he wouldn't have as much power until later on, and yet the dude has seventeen doubles, five triples, and ten home runs, in uh, as an eighteen year old in a ball like that's that's insane. Hitting three nineteen with a three seventy one on base and a five eighty seven slugging. Um, uh, you, you are you are looking at a dude who is on a meteoric rise, and he will be a meteoric rise to potentially by the time he is 19. I would not be shocked. I kid you not. I would not be shocked to see him top five prospect in all of baseball. And if he keeps this up, I wouldn't be shocked if he's top one because this yeah. is the type of profile, uh, outfield, athletic, center field, young, hittingly well, good eye at the plate, power, that become that gets you that top spot, and uh, he has it. He's probably and if he keeps it up, and obviously you don't know what's going to happen. You know he hits high A, he might stop hitting well, or in in Midwest League, or hit Double A. Who knows what might happen? But this is the type of kid that he's thirty eighth now. By mid season next year, he might be number one. And uh, a green Bowman Chrome of a number one prospect, that's probably pretty stinking expensive. Yeah, without autos. Yeah. 
Uh, real quick, 41, Royce Lewis. Man, that dude tearing his ACL stinks. Absolutely stinks. He was doing really well. Now he's sitting out for another year. Uh, brutal, brutal blow there. Um, 45, Brian Bellow. 2022 Bowman, uh, Bowman Baseball Auto. Brian Bellow got called up yesterday. Did not perform well. But uh, he is a stud. He has been performing well in the minors. And uh, I just love calling out the 2022 guys. Yeah, there's a ton of them on this. There is. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So, 2022, you got Jackson Churio, right? Um, let's see here. 2022 Bowling Baseball. Jackson Churio might be, the, might be the first. I think he is. If going down the list, I do think he's the first guy you might find in 2022 Bowling Baseball. Is Jackson Churio, but then Brian Bello, thirty-three, George Valera, thirty-three. Oh, George, thank you, thank you, thank you. I scrolled right past him. So, so when when twenty twenty-two Bowman baseball came out, we said, "Man, this is so deep. This is the type of product you hold and see what happens." Well, all of a sudden, you have the thirty-third overall prospect, the thirty-eighth overall prospect, the forty-fifth overall prospect, the fiftieth overall prospect, and Ellie De La Cruz. The 51st overall prospect in Khalil Watson. Um, oh, isn't isn't there a dude so deep? I'm telling you, I was going through it last night. The list is very, very long. Uh Curtis Mead 61. Right? There's players that aren't even on the top hundred on here, but they will be one day, like of how they're hitting this year. Yeah. It's 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 just it's it's insane. Colson Montgomery, 94, James Wood, 92. We're talking yeah. about, we're talking about, let's see, one, two, at least two, <laughs> um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight top hundred guys in the 2022 Bowman baseball that just came out when before that point, there was Khalil Watson and George Valera. I guess Ellie De La Cruz was lower on the list, um, but he's moved up, obviously, big time. Like, it, it's just, it's impressive. It's impressive to see. It's impressive. Um, and you should be buying, you should be buying product if you can get it just to hold, for Pete's sake. Honestly, yeah, it's super deep, super deep. Um, so we, uh, I do want to talk about Lily De La Cruz because he has been unbelievably good in high a for the reds. We're talking about a dude with a 900 plus OPS. He's hitting almost 300 at 294. He has 13 doubles, six triples and 15 home runs. Like he's been, he was absolutely tooled up. Now the strikeouts are a concern. Yeah, I agree. You know, a big concern, but he's, he's tooled up and you're always like, Sometimes it's these tooled up guys that don't get to the power and it takes a while. I'll take the strikeouts. 32% is not great, but I'll take those strikeouts if he's getting to his power in high A. I don't need to wait till the majors to sell him. Maybe I buy him now, wait till double A and sell. You know, but he has been he has been scorching the baseball. He's walking at an okay, okay clip at 7.4%. The strikeouts, yeah, 32% is super high. I don't love it usually. Um, but I am, I'm willing to overlook it a little bit when you are as exciting of a player as Ellie De La Cruz, when you are as tooled up as Ellie De La Cruz, like this is a dude who can play shortstop, who can stick at shortstop, who has an absolute ton of power. And Oh yeah. He's also six, five. He's a top 10 kid. He'll be, he, he has, he could probably be a top 10 kid. Cause he's just, he's basically the same thing as Jordan Walker. Yeah, except play shortstop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So super exciting there. And the nice thing is he has autos. So if you want to go and you want to buy, you're like, I can't just can't afford the auto price of an Ellie Daily Cruz. Well, you go find some non-auto color. Like you can't do this with Jackson Churio, but you can do it with Ellie Daily Cruz. Find some non-auto color. You can buy that. You'll still make money. Um, I can guarantee that. Because I can't guarantee that you'll make money, but like, Buying colored non-autos is a nice way to go. I've done very well on them, um, especially on a guy like Noel Vigmarte. 
moving on from Ellie De La Cruz, real quick, Khalil Watson. Not been playing well. So disappointing there. Don't have much else to say besides Khalil Watson not been playing well. And yet his prices are still absurd. There's so many guys in 2022 baseball that I would like to buy. Obviously, Khalil Watson is one of them because who cares if you're not doing well as a 19-year-old? There's a ton of tools there, a ton of talent. It's just if I if I can buy and let me get let me get the uh let me get the prices Taylor. Ellie de la Cruz auto is a base auto $130 on July 7th. Is that what we're going with? Should I find another one? $103 July 6th. And then you get a uh Watson or a Khalil. I'll just look up Khalil real quick. Leo Watson base auto. Oh, okay. It's not too bad now. It's it's actually it's it's reversed. Oh, wait, what's going on here? July 6th, $66. July 5th, $135. PSA 9, 202. So it has not flipped. Uh, I don't know what the $66 one is because of. Maybe uh maybe damage. Maybe people it was a terrible time selling it at that time. But the prices are similar, if not Khalil Watson being more high. Highly priced, and for me, I'm taking Ellie De La Cruz over Cleo Watson at those prices all day long. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Jimbo, but uh, I agree. Ellie De La Cruz, huge ceiling, top ten kid. Stats say say what it is. I I think, yeah, high. You know, there's still a high risk with the with the strikeouts, but same thing with Jordan Walker last year. Yeah, there's there there of course there is high risk, but also like there's high risk for Khalil Watson strikeouts. Um, the dude is striking out 39 percent of the time in A ball. Ellie De La Cruz is striking out 32 percent of the time in high A. So like for me, it's it's a no doubter, no brainer, 100 percent of the time. If you give me the option between Khalil Watson and Ellie De La Cruz. I am choosing Ellie De La Cruz without a doubt. Me too. Um, moving on, a couple other interesting names here that we should focus on. Uh, Curtis Mead moving up to 61, Australian, Tampa Bay Rays. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Tampa Bay is trying to trade for one of your guys. You should not. You should not trade him. If they're reaching out for Curtis Mead in a tiny deal for a reliever, do not trade that man. Move on. Um, Joey Weimer hit number 63 for the Brewers. Shout out. Uh, here's an interesting one. Have you ever heard of Ricky Tiedman in your life? Because mm-hmm. I had never heard of Ricky Tiedman before seeing this list. He's currently chilling at 64. He was undrafted. Uh, undrafted in the 2020 draft. Oh, sorry. Undrafted in the 2020 draft. And then... M- uh, moved to Long Beach Junior College, but then 2020 happened, or the COVID happened, COVID-19 happened at Long Beach where they cancel their sports. So then he moved to uh, Golden West College, got drafted in the third round by the Blue Jays for $644,000, and now he is a top 64 prospect in all of baseball. Crazy. I've never heard of him. Blue Jays, they've also been developing some nice pitchers in the minors. They have. They have. They also trade for Jose, over, overpay for Jose Barrios and then watch him stink. So, you know. Um, And then just a couple more because we're probably pretty close to the end. Oh, yeah, it's 59 minutes as we're, <laughs> as we're talking. A uh, couple more for me, and then, Jimbo, I'll give you any last – thoughts you want uh real quick jordan groshans 86 been talking about him forever you know um i'm still curious to see what he can do he's in triple a now and uh i've been kind of waiting for this breakout and he just hasn't been performing very well this year so we'll see what happens there 
Uh, real quick props to Jimbo here, Logan Ohopi or Ohopi or Ohope. Not 100% sure how to say his last name. Number 90. This was a dude that Jimbo definitely talked about before the season started. Uh, a guy he was excited about and a guy who was not on top 100 prospect lists. And look at him now, number 90, Logan Ohope. So shout out Jimbo. And then lastly, uh, before we leave, real quick, Owen White, 96 for me. I was really excited about Owen White. He was tossing absolute gas uh, in spring training, and he's still doing well. The stats aren't as amazing as like I would have hoped. Uh, he was throwing a 399 ERA in 58 innings in a plus ball. Like when you're when when ERA matters for prices, it's like uh, but 81 strikeouts in those 50 uh, 58 innings, which is incredible. And now he's thrown 10 innings in double A to a 169 ERA and 12 strikeouts. Um, if he just keeps going on this path, I'm pretty excited to see what he can do in the majors one day. So shout out to my guy, Owen White. Owen White. Yeah. I mean, the, so for me, when, when these lists come out, I, I'm more excited about the bottom 20. Uh, because honestly the bottom 20 are where a lot of the value is because a lot of these guys on the bottom 20 are going to be the ones, you know, in the top 50 next year, the value mm -hmm. plays, the person that was sitting, you know, bottom of the list last year, or even, you know, in spring training uh, during the spring training list. So really the value to me, I get excited for the bottom, uh, the bottom half, like the, the, the bottom 25, I feel like there's just names on names on names that, there's so much value here. And then even past the top hundred, there's a ton of players on there that, that are in the minors developing, doing really well. They're just, they just, they're on the cusp of getting on that list and more players will graduate off of this list, give them the opportunity. Um, but also we're about to have the MLB draft. So a lot of those draft kids are about to be on this list. So some of these players will be knocked off the list. Mm -hmm. So it's, like a, it's a fun game of, of figuring out, doing your evalu like evaluations on these players, like, okay, who, who do they just throw on at the, the bottom of the half? But, you know, may, or maybe there's some players on here that really shouldn't be on this list that will be knocked off. But then there's still some players that I feel like are underrated, even on the top hundred of where they're ranked that I think will get a jump even with the MLB draft kids. So do your research, look at the values of cards, and, and compare that way just because a player is good doesn't mean it's a good buy value wise. So compare players with certain players and also compare players that they were on this list from last year or two years ago that are now in the majors and compare their prices to similar cards. Uh, that, that's, that's sometimes what I do as well. And then also find like little intricates of like, Oh, this play Mason wind doesn't have autographs. You know, Edwin Arroyo doesn't have autographs. Bowman first autographs is just Bowman base. So maybe, you know, their, their stuff is valued a little bit, you know, it's going to, you're going to pay a little bit more, but you can't do the same comp as, as, you know, if you're comparing it to someone that does have autos. So just put all that in perspective as well. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, I don't even want to get started, but there's so many names on the bottom of this list that I get very excited for. And we'll save that for another day. Hey, uh, a friendly yeah. reminder. I, I appreciate you bringing this up is that, you know, you said there's some guys on this list that might not belong on this list. And when you have a bunch of guys graduate off, and if you look at the end of last year, 2021 list, Adley Rushman gone, Julio Rodriguez gone, Bobby Wood Jr. gone, Spencer Torkelson gone, C.J. Abrams gone, Riley Green soon to be gone, Grayson Rodriguez probably going to be off the list this year. And then you keep moving to – you keep moving to uh, Joy Bart gone um, – Shane Baz will be gone at some point. Fidel Bruhan gone. Reed Detmers gone. Nolan Gorman gone. Jaron Durant gone. Hunter Green gone. Edward Cabrera gone. Gabriel Moreno and George Kirby. George Kirby is gone. Gabriel Moreno will be gone. Like that's a ton of names just in the top 33. Royce Lewis, I'm not 100% sure if he'll be gone if he's on the IL in the major leagues. Like does he get time still and, and will be gone? 
um, because he could be gone too, you know. And uh, Luis Campisano, Alec Thomas, like so many guys in the top 50. Matthew Libertor will eventually be gone, if not already. Uh, so many guys in the top 50 that are off this list. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, I can't even count them all. I can't even count them all. That's a ton of guys. If you're losing, tw say, 25 of the top 50 or top 60 guys, and 25 guys have to come back on, that's when it gets to like, oh, there's guys that normally would never have sniffed a top 100 list normal years that have sniffed the top 100 list now. So, all right, guys. Well, with that, we are going to be done with the top 100 update list. So thank you, everyone, for listening today. Jimbo, thank you for joining. Absolutely. Appreciate it as always. It's always the best part of my week, getting to talk baseball with Jimbo. So thank you, Jimbo. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Jimbo, any last words? Nope. Uh, futures game next week, and we'll do a fun episode next week on the rosters. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Expect to see that on Tuesday or Wednesday. So uh, we'll be doing a two-episode week next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Dingin' Corners today, and we will talk to you guys again next time. Deuces.